All right, so we are back looking at the the values of our sharing minute or sharing time. What we're calling the encouragement ministry because that time is devoted to using our spiritual gifts, whether it's teaching or word of wisdom, sharing prophetically in order to encourage the church. And so this time I want to talk about the value of purity. And so specifically what we're talking about with purity, we're, we're, we're leaning towards um, defining a sexual purity. And this is something the church just needs to be dealing with all the time in our culture. We live in a time of uh, widespread embrace of sexual immorality. And in the church, it usually shows itself through um, technology, people using technology to engage in sexual immorality. And so I'm not here to um, bash anybody or condemn anybody. Uh, one of the real ministries of the church nowadays is to help people get free from the lies that they believe about um, their body and what freedom means and to come into a life of real health and real joy in the Lord. So um, this is, and this is one of our values, that if we're going to be sharing from the front, our personal hidden life should line up with what we're presenting from the front. That's the idea. So there isn't a big uh, difference between getting up and sharing as a contributor in the church, an influencer in the church, a leader of the church, a servant of Christ, and then having a big secret at home, having a big secret in your soul, having um, hidden sin. And again, it's not that um, we want to bust people. It's not that we want to keep people from serving. But um, the, these kinds of hidden sins, which are very, very common, unless we're dealing with it, um, they, they distort the spiritual gifts, they can sometimes poison the spiritual gifts, and then often when things finally come into the light, that there's been this uh, hypocrisy or whatever, uh, it, it's very damaging personally to the people involved, to the church. It just, it breaks our heart. And so for the love of the people engaged in this and for the love of our church, um, it is our value that people are walking in purity or really engaged in the process of getting free. So we're not demanding a perfection but definitely heading in the right direction um, and uh, so this and this is so like I said this is for a blessing for the people doing it that they're walking in freedom that they're not carrying the weight of guilt and shame over hypocrisy but also for the sake of the church so that the gifts being presented are coming through a, a, a pure instrument are coming through somebody who's walking in the light and dealing with their stuff, walking in humility in that way, and also to spare the church from these like landmines going off in the church where all of a sudden someone's hidden sin comes into the light and just really hurts a lot of people. So I'm not just totally making this up. This, this is an important thing to uh, Paul, to the Holy Spirit. And so we've been working through 1 Corinthians 12, 13. Now I want to jump earlier in the book into chapter 5 because the Corinthian church had this problem. They had lots of spiritual gifts, lots of displays of spiritual gifts, but at the same time they had some pretty pronounced sexual immorality in their church that they weren't doing anything about. And Paul says that this is a disaster. And uh, so let me read. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to read the whole thing. Paul says this, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans, for a man has his father's wife. And you are arrogant? Ought you not rather to mourn? 
Let him who has done this be removed from among you. And though absent in body and present in spirit, and if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus, and my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven, that you may be a new lump, as you really are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world, or the greedy or the swindlers or idolaters, since then you would need to get out of the world. But now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name brother, if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed. Or is an idolater, reviler, drunk, or swindler, not even eat with such a one? For what do I have to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. And then I'm going to continue. I'm going to skip down to verse 9 of chapter 6. And this is what Paul says. He, he starts talking about a lawsuit among believers and how this is a failure. If they can't even sort out disputes inside the church and they need to go to the unbelievers to get their problems settled, that this is again a failure of faith amongst them. And he said, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. So what's going on here? So in the church um, at, in Corinth, what it appears is that there was a man who um, began to have sex with his father's wife. And so very likely this is his stepmom. And the church responded to it by celebrating it or condoning it or something. And it, it's how I read it. It sounds like they kind of had a isn't this great? Grace, 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 grace. You know, aren't we all wonderful? We're saved and we can do whatever we want now. And Paul says, you shouldn't be celebrating. You should be mourning because not even the pagans think this is okay. And so instead he says, deal with this person. And so he calls them to put him out of the church, which is sometimes called excommunication. And um, what it, that idea isn't to attack this person. Okay, so you can hear him say he's, he wants his spirit saved on the day of the Lord. And I think the idea is that this person who's gone there, they're, they're kind of so far down the road of not getting it, that they need a really sharp experience to kind of wake them up and bring them to their senses, that they're really heading away from Christ and not walking with him. And so he tells the church to make it clear that this is not how we follow Jesus. And so this is kind of why we have a parallel here. Um, we, we don't want to just either celebrate or ignore where people's sex lives are contrary to Christ. We're supposed to stop. We're supposed to say, hey, we can't go any farther. Call people into purity. And if they repent and they embrace the process of getting free, then then praise God, like you, you welcome it. But if they don't want to participate, that's kind of on them. It's like, we're not trying to, we're not trying to ruin your life here, but you're ruining your life and we don't want to participate it and we want you to be free. So come on, be free with us. And if they say, no, thank you, that's fine. In the same way with the, the sharing ministry, you know, people don't want to deal with their purity stuff. Um, we want to help them, but if they don't want to deal with it, that's kind of their choice, but they shouldn't be um, 
up at the front being celebrated. Do you know what I mean? And so this is this is from scripture here. And so Paul, again, saying um, the church thought that maybe Paul was saying, you know, judge all the outsiders if they're sinning. And, and Paul says, no, 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 we're, we're meant to be caring about how we're doing inside the church and having uh, growing purity in our lives, walking in the light, you know, having that unleavened bread of sincerity and truth, meaning being honest about where we're at, confessing where we're at, and getting the help we need to be free, to believe in the gospel that we're called to be free, that we're empowered to be free through Christ, and then to really walk that out, and to not participate with somebody's life falling apart, not participate with somebody's um, uh, soul being endangered through their sin by ignoring it, or, or pretending like it doesn't doesn't matter. So in, a, in our church, churches nowadays in the West, our temptation is not so much to maybe celebrate sexual sin in evangelical circles or at least Bible-believing ones, um, but to ignore it and just not ask the question, hey, are you walking in purity? And just to kind of assume everything's okay and then to find out two years later, five years later, seven years later that they've been a total mess the whole time and their ministry was flowing out of a total mess and we never bothered to care. And so for this is why we're saying, uh, our purity matters. And so before we get up to instruct the church, encourage the church, we need to be in a good place, purity-wise. And not just mean like, I never looked at anything for the last five days. Like if there's an ongoing problem with pornography, that needs to be brought into the light with the leaders, with the team, and so that you're getting the help you need, so that you can be free. And again, it doesn't mean that um, if you make a mistake, you're kicked out permanently, or, or that the spirit isn't to punish people or threaten people or be scary or to feel like we're the principal of a school walking around with a meter stick ready to whack somebody. The spirit is if, if we love you as you want to serve at Calvary, we have to ask the question. We have to know you're doing okay. And if we love the church that is going to be hearing these words, we have to know that you're walking in sincerity and truth and in the purity that's in Christ. So that's the idea behind it. But this is really important. It's a value for us um, in this ministry and all our ministries. Who we are on the inside is what matters first. We minister out of who we actually are. So we need to care about who we actually are inside and how our relationship with Jesus is going before we look to what people are doing. Because even if we've got great gifts, even if it's um, looking great, if if it's not, if we're not okay on the inside, eventually it'll melt down. So be blessed.